life is challenging. It's our tendency to escape, to hide in bed in front of the television, maybe with a drink, or we furiously try to work out solutions to our issues. Yet, I've found there is a simpler answer that doesn't waste so much time and effort. It's called presence. Happy Thursday, my friends. How are you? Today's episode I wrote on the weekend. I was at home all weekend because there wasn't really any place to escape. I'll talk about this. But here it is, Thursday, and you're just hearing this episode. And this is an indicator of the struggles I'm going through with my time, my motivation, my ideas, my dreams, my plans that somehow seem on hold. But I'm still here, even though I'm four days late. If you are in California, you probably have spent the last two weeks inside. In addition to an invisible virus flying around already inhibiting our free movement, we had unhealthy air, which is equally invisible, but maybe not as dangerous. Last Wednesday, the sky was eerily orange, I'm sure you have seen pictures of it online or maybe you're here in California and you've seen it with your own eyes. It was a truly apocalyptic day. It didn't just feel like it. It also looked like it. And that was the scary part. And the days that followed were hazy and gray. Not a foggy kind of gray, which we have here most mornings. But it had some graininess to it. Even though you can't really see the dust particles flying around, you sense that they're there just by the way the air looks. Despite all of this mess, I have walked every day. As soon as I could see the houses and the hills behind my apartment, even if it just was an outline, I went for an easy walk. The most basic form of movement for me, and I need to at least maintain that for my mental health, most importantly. And on the weekends, I escaped wherever the map showed green, meaning the air was clean. This took me as far as Mendocino one weekend, and then Oregon over Labor Day weekend. But then, last weekend, even Oregon was on fire. When I looked at the map of air quality, the entire state of California and Southern Oregon was red. I would need another three-day weekend to make a five-hour trip east financially feasible. Long story short, I and most of us here, we were stuck. It felt we were trapped almost, just like when this pandemic started, when we had shelter-in-place order, which I think we still have, but which I have sort of pushed in the back of my mind, partially because I've gotten used to being at home Monday through Friday, but also because I've been able to escape on weekends in nature, especially the remote places that I go to, the virus is almost forgotten. I cross paths with few people and there's plenty of room to keep distance. But lately, since the bad air has limited our options even further, I've begun to wonder yet again, just like at the beginning of this pandemic, what am I here to face? What is it that I need to pay attention to? Obviously, something needs looking at, otherwise we wouldn't be in this situation. That's what I believe. What am I missing 
by escaping or pretending that everything is normal. I will take the surprise away by telling you that I haven't come to a clear answer. But by turning over this question again and again, on my many masked walks, which are endurable because the masks makes the bad air more breathable, or on the quiet and solitary afternoons in my apartment where often I'm stepping away from my desk and I sit on the couch and I think I get lost in my thoughts. I have become aware of this tendency that I have to either ignore or control. As an example, with my work, I do both, depending on the day. There are days when I work my butt off, meetings, emails, sometimes way into the night, pretending that this job will go on forever and ignoring the reality. And then there are days when I get really anxious. In fact, for the last two weeks, I've opened every job alert email I get. I spend hours on job websites, searching and even applying for a couple of random positions that honestly didn't even fit my criteria or didn't even interest me as much. Because I know eventually my job will end. And so I want to control this uncertainty with cover my rear, CYA. Or better said, I don't want to be stranded. I don't want to come to a point where I lose my job and I don't have a backup. I don't know what is hardest for you in this time right now. And I know this is different for everyone. Maybe for you, it's the loneliness. And I know friends that have struggled with this and told me about it. Not being able to see your friends, even your close relatives, whenever you want. Maybe you're struggling in your relationship, as many people do these days, and I also know some of them. Maybe home life has become more stressful, trying to school your children while working at the same time. On this apocalyptic Wednesday last week, I was on a morning walk. And it was so dark outside because of the smoke and the orange sky that people had the lights on in their houses. And as I was walking past in my neighborhood, I peeked into some of the people's homes. Not on purpose, but it just happens as I walked. And there was one house I passed and the view that I had, just for a split second, it stuck in my mind. In one room, there was a little girl sitting at her desk, staring into a large monitor in front of her. And in the room across from hers on the other side of the house was her mom, also in front of a computer and working. What a world, I thought. A picture that says so much. Two windows, a little girl in her room and mom in the other room, working. But also, I felt isolation. But then maybe again at the same time, independence. For me, the hardest part in this time right now is the uncertainty. Not knowing what's next. For me, for the world, my plans, my dreams. As someone who has only taken calculated and fairly safe risks throughout her life, the uncertainty of a definitely not V-shaped economic recession the speculations around the vaccine and the virus in general. This slowly opening that seems to take place. Yesterday, I was walking with a friend and he wanted to show me his hairdresser. They're open. I walked into a hair salon and I was surprised. I didn't know they were open. The future overall 
climate, political, social, the outcome, whether it's in the short term or years from now, is up in the air in so many areas of our life. And this is my toughest obstacle to date. Never in my life have there been so many areas in limbo, all at the same time. Will Oakland continue to have a police force that protects us? Or will we all soon be standing on street corners trying to talk robbers out of robbing us? Okay, I'm exaggerating. Maybe. A little bit. But I've asked myself similar questions, and these kind of questions I've never asked myself before. Like safety. I've never really worried about my personal safety before. I admit it. I have taken life, my safety, my freedom in this country for granted. I've always appreciated it. I mean, this is why I moved here, after all. Just on Sunday, I was talking to my mom about all the paperwork she had to fill out to get Wi-Fi service at her house and how it still wasn't working and how the technician couldn't locate something to fix it and how she had to go there in person to talk to him. It exhausted me just listening to it. And this is one of the main reasons I don't want to live in Germany. Simple things are made overly complicated there. But now, more than ever before, there is so much uncertainty. So many things are different, on pause, ambiguous, for a variety of reasons. I haven't seen the girl that I mentor, have mentored for the past three years, and that I love dearly for months. I haven't climbed since July. I haven't met with my dinner meetup group, which is always the highlight of my month. I've not been to the gym. I haven't really hugged people. I have very little structure to my days. I sleep more than I ever have before, and I don't know where all this need for sleep is coming from. And I don't know really where I'm heading. I somehow lost the big dreams that I had before of speaking to thousands and changing their lives or traveling to remote places and so much more is all gone it's all maybe just unclear so I've been asking myself what is there to do in the midst of all this uncertainty with dreams and plans and people gone what is left and I find an answer in the word presence with nowhere to go without the usual to-dos and the time constraints I'm finding myself more present with myself and with others. Before, undoubtedly, I got more done in a day. And I still remember those days. I was showered, dressed, hair and basic makeup done in my car on the way to work by 7.30 in the morning. Now, I often don't get out of bed until 7. I wash my hair only every other day and I style it only if I have to. Like if I have an important meeting where I have to turn video on or I have to actually go to a place. And makeup? I have used a lipstick a couple of times since March only to realize later the futility of it as my lips are really not visible behind a mask. Makes me wonder if lipstick sales are going to see a major decline. But I digress. By 5.30 p.m., Monday through Friday, I was in the gym. By 7.30, I was here at my desk for a light dinner while working on this podcast, and by 10 p.m. I was in bed. I 
was productive. But then again, was I really? I never had time to read the books I productively ordered and picked up and then dropped off again and read at the library once a month. I never took time to call my mom and actually talk to her. I dialed the number every few weeks when I suddenly remembered it's time to call, and I mostly listened, but I didn't really pay attention because I was either in the car or standing in front of the gym just wanting to get it over with so I could move on with my productive day. And I never shared much about my life with her either. I rarely had time to honor my friends' requests to meet me for a walk or a coffee. The few plants in my apartment had to live with the random watering. The herbs I planted every spring so enthusiastically and productively never made it past a month because I didn't take time to figure out what each individual herb really needed. I could go on. I may not see groups of people for dinner anymore. I may not meet a lot of new people either. But I've deepened the friendships that I already have. I've become, I think, more present with my friends, my plants, my apartment, my other interests, and myself overall. Certainly not with everything, but with many parts of my life that I have previously not paid much attention to and that also matter to me. What does this have to do with the uncertainty I'm experiencing? You may wonder. Everything. I realized as I began to reflect. Because my presence with my herbs, my orchids, my yoga mat, my homemade yogurt, the people that I run into on my walks or that I schedule walks with, this is the same presence needed with the parts of my life that are uncertain. Last week, I tested it out. I didn't open a single job alert email. I didn't surf job websites at all. I didn't ignore the facts. I just let them simmer. And I'm not telling you that some magic answers suddenly came to me. But I have to say it felt good to let the uncertainty just be. Instead of just running around and blindly screaming for help, I sat still. And this allowed me to observe and ask questions. What do I want to even do in the future? Maybe I want to take a break for a while, go home and see my mom or travel. Maybe my current job morphs into something else. I don't know that. Or maybe an opportunity pops up later that is much better than any job I so anxiously grasp for right now. What I'm saying here is that there is a middle path, which doesn't involve the controlling and the grasping for safety or the ignoring and turning a blind eye. And that middle path is simple presence, sitting with this highly uncomfortable reality, but staying alert, asking questions, looking within to see what really matters to us. Presence doesn't mean it has to be productive. It's, to me, it means being attentive, looking at it, noticing this episode. I wanted to publish it on Monday. But I didn't. Not excusing it, but looking deeper into it. Why? And maybe noticing that I could make a few changes. Could do a better job next week. Could do something different. Sometimes the ideas come to me right away. And other times they take longer. But in between, rather than fretting or stressing out or 
just sticking my head into the sand and trying to ignore it all, I can ask myself, what if this is good? What if this uncertainty is good? How many times have I said to my friends and my mom, my job is great, I love what I do, if I just didn't have this commute. For the last six months, I haven't commuted. Six months, I've been working from home. This would have been a dream for me. Before all of this, I was elated when I could work from home on a random Friday. My point here is, there is good here in whatever situation you may find yourself in. And maybe by sitting with it, even when it's bad right now and highly uncertain or highly uncomfortable, we may see more of the good. We may understand the bad a little bit better. We may get more clarity on how to actually move forward. Instead of just one planned activity after another as it was before because this is how our life was, Maybe this presence right now in this challenging time will help us figure out more about our next steps. And I know it's hard. It's hard to not being able to see the next steps. But let's start with that. Let's just sit with this presence and see what it's telling us. Presence right now, I think, is enough. It's all we need to move forward. Much love, my friends.